Price, 99% of the time, dictates experience. If you're a person, a business, a freelancer, an entrepreneur that pursues cheaper engagements, listen up. I can almost guarantee that experience will lead to micromanaging, price sensitivity, delayed or absent participation, urgency, but for unrealistic results, lack of motivation or engagement, shifting from a set partnership to delegation, and impatience in the process to stay consistent. Now, those are just some of the things that I can almost guarantee from a cheaper engagement. Not saying that cheaper engagements are bad, but as you are growing and you are scaling, you'll find and identify that people who typically spend less have ridiculously high demands and will run you a lot differently than someone who's paying a lot more, making the higher tier investment. They're going to give you the more time and space to do your thing because they don't have time to micromanage. Clearly, they're not price sensitive. They're invested in the process. They want to participate. They want to engage. They have motivation. They have expectations. And they're leaning on you to tell them what's realistic, what's possible. What do you need from me to maximize this investment to get the most for both of us? So obviously, the goal is to acquire higher-ticketed clients who may be more stable, less pressured by time, have better clarity, can tolerate more risk, and is motivated to actually do the work with you. That sounds great. But how do we do it, Troy? How do we sell our services at a higher price point elevation? about you. Or if you're hustling in the trenches to build a business or bootstrapping one of your own, let's talk about an AI-powered tool that can lighten up your workload. HubSpot's campaign assistant is a game changer for creating marketing campaigns at scale. It quickly turns your key selling points into a cohesive pitch, which helps you deliver knockout emails, awesome ads, and dynamic landing pages in minutes. Just choose your content type and put a few key points, pick a tone like friendly or witty, and let the AI robots handle the rest. You can copy and paste the content to whatever channel you'd like, or even convert it directly into publishable campaigns without ever leaving your HubSpot interface. So let Campaign Assistant take care of the campaigns so you can get back to growing your business. Work smarter, not harder at HubSpot.com slash campaign assistant. The higher you go, the thinner the air. The first thing, it takes time to mentally wrap your head around selling what you're doing at a higher price point. Now, if someone were to say to you, well, this is the value that I feel is the price for what I'm offering. And you sit with it. The best way to get comfortable with elevating your pricing infrastructure and raising the scalability of your business and how you price is getting used to negativity, is getting used to pushback and that friction. Over time, with enough reps and modifications and repositioning and consumer psychology and behavior science and all the different subset of things that I would suggest you all to start delving into. I know episode 45 and 46 of Adagress tackled in some things. The episodes in my 20s tackled certain things. Episodes in our 60s tackled some things. I mean, Idagross has a reservoir of episodes and ways you can learn these different micro things to help you position your pricing infrastructure for optimal success. 
But the thing I want you to remember and consider in this moment, you have to have the mental resolve and understanding, I'm going to get resistance. It's how I communicate once that resistance is identified or brought up is going to make all the difference and whether I close the deal or not. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Joy Sandin. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. The first thing to understand, don't put any pressure on the price or for them to say yes. No one likes to be sold to. No one likes to feel pressure. No one likes the sense of desperation. It reeks desperation that I'm depending everything that I own, everything of my life, everything that I need on you to say yes to sign this contract so I can continue on with my business, take care of my family, take care of my employees, X, Y, Z. Don't do that. Come in nonchalant. Whether you say yes or not, we cool. We cool. You want to know why? Because people come into the conversation knowing they have to decide on paying for something. They already have a mental wall. They already have their heart elevated. They're coming in with set resistance, set words is going to trigger them to shut down and walk away. Now, if you come in with none of that, we're just going to have a conversation. Or yes, we've had multiple conversations. This is the final conversation I'm going to have with you on this, whether you pay for the service, pay for the offering, pay for deliverable or not. Hey. I've had a good time. I've learned about you, you learned about me. And that goes, takes us all the way back to episode two, the relationship status of Bay, buyer, advocate, or elevator. If you want to be a buyer, this is the final conversation to be a buyer. If you don't want to be a buyer, it's cool. You learned a lot. Maybe you could be an advocate and connect with someone who wants to be a buyer. And if you don't want to do that, cool. You can be an elevator, follow me on social media, continue to listen to my podcast, get all the freebies that you want. And if you're ready to pay for extensive work done, cool. Let's do it together. Let's go. Right. Flow. I was watching Family Matters clips on YouTube the other day. And like sometimes people, you know what you need to do? We want to get all nerdy and technical, like Urkel. But in actuality, all we need to do is embrace our Stefan and just be suave. Have that swagger. Be smooth with the conversation. There's nothing that they can say or do that's going to ruin your day. I'm not putting any additional pressure on you to say that you have to do this to pay for my rent. You have to do this so I can do this, so I can do that. Nah, the price is the price. If you can't pay for all that up front, but you're willing to work with me and you still want to do this investment, well then, okay, what can you afford to pay right now that doesn't break your bank? And we can keep it moving. The issue wasn't the price. The issue was the cash flow management of the investment they're making into you. So cool, bet. Let's stretch the payments out. Three months, six months. Maybe a year if your cash flow and your business can tolerate certain things like that. Cool. Look at the contract side. Okay. Oh, well, you know, I don't see so-and-so prices are cheaper. I can get this for cheaper. So you sure can. I can't control what other people have set at rates below me or even their rates higher than me. Whatever I identify that works best for me and deliverables and the results that I bring to the table for my clients, for my experiences, the value that I bring to the table is justifiable of that rate. That encompasses everything to sustain our business, to pay for the team, pay for the research, the analysis, all the new windows, all the different things that you may not even be cognizant or aware of that goes into me delivering this to you. Because the thing that people need to realize, if you come across as simple, if you come across as easy, it was not to build. It was not to develop. It was not to make it so. There's a lot of hardship and time and effort that goes into making something simple, that goes into making something easy. 
all the automation, all the delivery. If someone's having a consultation with me, a paid consultation, you know, 3,500, and we're doing the dance, we're doing the talking, like Troy, you're just ratting things off, dropping so many gems of knowledge and insights specifically for my business. You've identified problems, all these different things. Yeah, I've been doing this show for so long. I know the patterns. I know how to synthesize where you're trying to go, what you're saying, what you're really saying, and what you need to be doing to get to where you want to be. And so that accumulation of effort and energy and work and all that stuff comes into being to regurgitate these insights and thoughts and strategies customizable to your business in under an hour with time to spare. So it's worthy of that price point because it's not just this moment. I'm giving you 15 years of experience through the lens of your business, your problem points, and where you're trying to go within the constraints of an hour. Saving you time, money, and years of you having to try to figure it out on your own, you just got it in an hour. For a price that's substantially much cheaper than what I have lost on the journey to learning and navigating those things. The world often sees the shiny resumes, the amazing highlights shared on social media, and coveted job titles associated with a person's LinkedIn profile. Do you know what we don't see? We rarely see the story behind the titles, the story behind the coveted social media proudness. We rarely see the story behind it. And when we do, it's often in a memoir towards the end of someone's journey. No Straight Path, hosted by Ashley Menzi Babatunde, aims to inspire conversations by shedding light on the stories behind the shiny resumes, the social media highlights, and job titles. No Straight Path aims to humanize success from the millennial perspective, featuring guests from all walks of life. You can listen to No Straight Path wherever you get your podcasts. So where do we go from here? How does this work? When you're having the conversation, you know, everyone says the psychology things of say the price and don't say anything. Wear certain colors, use certain word choices with partnership, investment, tying it always to the outcome. Those are all great things. But I'm going to give you the four things that you need to do. The framing always has to be an investment. The investment is you're making the investment in the hopes that the outcome would be what it be. There's no guarantee. When you're doing investments and you're adding to your portfolio, your Roth IRAs, your flex accounts, all the different things, however you manage your money and however you want to pursue, there's risk. Things are volatile. So you have to be careful. But it's an investment. The longer an investment, nine times out of ten, is going to actually produce an ROI for you, almost a guarantee. Put things more in the market, you be patient. There's going to be some type of ROI automatically from the jump. Now, if you use that same framing when it comes to businesses and opportunities, here are the four things. Investment must equal more money. Your offering should help make them more money in the long run with the investment they are making with you and your offering and your deliverable. So there has to be an ROI specifically from money I've invested, more money I brought back to into the fold. Number two, the investment must save them time. I've said this a million times, I feel like, on this podcast during its lifetime run. Time is the most expensive commodity that we all have. One, I'm grateful for every single one of you who have taken the time to listen to this podcast. I don't take that for granted whatsoever. Time is very limiting. That's all we got. If you look at just like the Justin Timberlake movie, um, Just In Time, 
if we look at that and parallel that with business, the success of a business is determined by how they utilize their time, especially in the early years. If you're going to spend all the time exchanging time for money, exchanging time to learn, as I said, the, the four currencies, your time, money, knowledge, and skill from previous episodes, you have to be able to navigate that accordingly. And so if the investment in you saves me time that I can allocate somewhere else while things are getting done that helps me bring in more money, more assets, everything else, that's a benefit. Saving someone time is critical and in many ways priceless. Number three, your investment needs to reduce or completely eliminate pain. If someone says, hey, I have this pain, here's this Tylenol, wait two hours and the pain should go away, and it does, oh my goodness, thank you. I can continue on with my life. Whatever the pain point that you're offering, that your solution provides to eliminate, and you can capitalize on that, you can position that to those audiences and understand A plus B equals C. Investment plus you equals pain-free. Oh my goodness, I have to do this. Less resistance and a higher increase in referrals because if anyone experiences that certain type of pain and they meet this person or interact with this person, I have a solution. Going back to way old episodes, are you the chocolate cake or are you the Tylenol? Are you going to be the Tylenol for who you're trying to attract? Who is your Tylenol meant for? And I'll say this too, if you can reduce someone's pain, that's almost a lifetime or at least a long-term guaranteed conscious situation. Every time they confront that pain, they go to you, they get a solution, they keep moving. And number four, the investment must create a higher chance of achieving desired outcomes. The people who are making the investment in you and your business and your offer, they believe that the tool, the offer, the support, the partnership can benefit them in reaching their outcomes. They believe that you are the conduit, that you are the bridge to where they're trying to go, the coveted destination they haven't achieved to this point. So the investment has to equal more money or ROI. The investment has to equal saving time. The investment has to equal reducing or eliminating pain. And the investment has to create a higher chance or higher percentage and increased percentage of achieving desired outcome or outcomes. Money, time, reduce pain, and desired outcomes. If the investment that they can put into your business can do those things, now it's a matter of how much is it worth it to you to add another zero in the next three years? How much is it worth it to you to save 25 hours a week that you could spend elsewhere other parts of your business? How much is it worth it to you to eliminate that pain, whether it's a paper cut pain, whether it's stabbed to the side pain, whether it's that burning pain that you are dealing with as you're growing your business, you're scaling your business? How much is it worth it to you to know you have a higher percentage of achieving your actual outcomes? Hmm. Can you put a price on that? What would be worth it to you? Here's what I'm saying. Let's negotiate. And if you have range to negotiate, cool. Most times, most people would say, have a mid cap, a medium ground. You have an ideal higher threshold that you love to go to, but you can negotiate down to a lower threshold as, hey, I can't go any lower than this. You know, I'm almost breaking even just doing this with you type of thing. But pricing is hard. Don't get me wrong. No matter how high you go, no matter if you have an extensive sales team, when you get to the contract signing day, you do all the dance, you have all the great conversation about your business, what you offer, and you say the price, and then you get quiet. I find 
you have to instill along the way a see and say psychological echo of confirmation. Yes, I need this. Yes, I need this. Yes, I want this. Yes, belief, 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 belief. Tie it back into logic, 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 logic. Tie it back into purpose and passion and the outcome that they want, making that vision. And then it's like, okay, if you can't afford this right now, just know that at this price for what you want, that you've been saying this whole time, yes, 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 until we got to price. Is it really price or is it cash flow? Is it really price or I need to bring in another partner to help me fund it? Is it really price or I was never fully equipped to pay at the rate that I want to achieve the outcome that I want for my business at this point in time? Many times I can't get mad at someone who can't afford me at a certain rate. They probably were hoping all these different things were cheaper than what they thought when they started their business. And they have the reality of certain things. It's like everything is much more expensive or I didn't analyze what I needed. But now that I know, that doesn't mean that they won't hire me in the future. They just won't be able to hire me right now. And that's okay. The other thing that we're thinking about here, you can always have a lower price tiered thing that after we've exhausted and we've clearly identified they're not going to be able to afford if price is really the issue. Well, I have a very special, unique offering for those who are like yourself, who've gone this far, who've checkmarked everything off the boxes, who is an ideal client for me, an ideal candidate for our offering or our service. And we can put you in this program for this price. How would that sound? It's almost like your last shot at just seeing what they say yes to something. Now, if they say no, that tells me that they really had a cash flow problem. Or they really didn't see the value and they just strung you along. Or they really didn't know how to say no. And they're just a really nice person. <laughs> Either way, when it comes to price negotiation, price conversation, price delegation, whether you're the price on the website or not, whether you leave with price up front and eliminate them from the jump or you don't, episode 26, I believe, disqualify effectively and disqualify quickly. All these different things is trial and error. Whether you hit them at the price at the beginning and it's like, cool, you have the pricing of the website that you know people are going to come to conversation. They already know the ranges or you don't disclose anything. You have the conversation to get used to how you're doing things, what you're doing things, and the manner in which you do things, conduct things. They get a trust for you. They get a, an enjoyment from you. And then it's like the price is like, ooh, stick a shock. Or maybe it's not. It's, it's all in presentation. It's all in perception. And it's all in how you have the conversation. Ultimately, at the end of the day, depending on your answer, depending on your space, depending on your price point, you'll have to probably do a deviation of all three. But understand that this is an ongoing thing. Things change in the market. The market will determine the value. Either you have to go upstream to find and talk to people who won't flinch at the price, will still see the value and make the investment, or you have to reduce the price point, play the volume game in an automatic, systematic way where you're not burned out, but you're still achieving the goal. There's many ways to achieve the number that you want. What equation are you trying to do? Are we doing one plus one a hundred times or do one times a hundred one time? Obviously, the one times a hundred one time is the easiest. One person paying a hundred bucks, that. But if a hundred people are paying one dollar, you get to the same outcome. That may be through an email sequence or subscription model versus a consultation model, especially when you come to service-based businesses like myself or consultants and different things like that. It is an ongoing thing to understand. But the reality and the truth is that your MVP, your most valued product must be desired, whether directly or at least the outcome has to be where now it's like my MVP is the how to get you to the what. Let's help you there. If the market says, deems that you're what you're offering is not valuable, it won't matter. That's why many times with founders, many times with businesses, they fail because they've invested all this time and energy into the product. But the market says it's not worthy. 
it's not necessary or no, we're not paying for that. So it's critical to you to understand as you're building the assets, you're building this business, you're building this new offers that you're launching from a go-to market perspective or whatever the case might be, that you understand, I have to make sure that I'm seeing the demand, I'm monitoring the market fit, the product fit, and making sure that every so often I shine a little bit of light and seeing when people jump at it. If people stop jumping at it, people are stop being curious. Well, maybe you need to reconsider not only the price, but the offer itself. So to achieve higher ticket clients, it's all about investments. The investments to make more money, save time, reduce or eliminate pain, and drive a higher percentage of a chance to get a desired outcome. It needs to be in demand. It needs to have a good product fit, market fit, audience fit. The value needs to be subjective to the audience, and you have to have your arrangement of how you want the price to be structured. The more that you get yeses, the better off you are. It's also predicated on where you are in your business. If you need small wins to build snowball effect for the bigger wins, it might be a lower price, bigger, wider access. If you need to reduce the amount of time and commitments and increase the money still, going from a one plus one plus one, 100 times to one times 100, then you have to go upstream, position your package a little bit better. It might take a little bit longer to close, but now you're doing less work, higher money, greater outcome, allows you to scale at a higher rate, and then you do it over and over and over again. And if you need help in this price infrastructure and market demand fit and market analysis and leech and optimization, all these different things, hmm, I might know a friendly neighborhood strategy hacker who can help. Sending you positive vibes, abundance, and better pricing. And I'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.